1: Welcome to Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fox's Scream Queens. Please welcome my co-hosts. First up, Wilson.Hammond, Jr., I can run
0: fast because the bottom of half
1: of my body actually works. I like that. Next up, Priscilla Rocha.
2: Hey, guys. I'm totally the one that, like, ends up at the very end paying for Starbucks, but not the last one. We'll leave that to Prince.
1: Oh, and uh, Prince Rico Suave. Hi, hoes. Hi, hoes. <laughs> it's off to work we go. <laughs> Well we started off with the bang, so let's jump into our recap of season two, episode nine, titled Lovin' the D and aired <laughs> December thirteenth, twenty sixteen.
3: I saw that name, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I burst out after reading that name and I'm like, the names that they've came up with. This is the best one so far. Ryan Murphy
1: loves his fake TV shows. So here's the official synopsis of the episode. The Chanel's are overwhelmed when their TV idol, Dr. Scarlett Lovin, visits the Cure Institute. Meanwhile, Hester calls a green, meanie summit as the killers put their final kill plan into effect so let's get everyone's uh, initial reaction to the episode and we'll start off with priscilla
2: holy shit oh god chanel number five is life (laughs) the fact that she's just kind of like i'm a genius and nobody fucking cares oh god she made this episode for me in fact all the chanels did that whole like tv cast like i don't know everything was great and the green mini summit hester like every single person that was a chanel did a good job loved this
3: episode prince um i honestly i'm gonna go with priscilla i love this episode more so for the comical relief of it like i just felt like this was one of the funniest episodes this so far on the season just the puns were on the action was on point i'm like everybody that aired on this episode or guest on this episode did their job they did the damn thing and they got the story going for me all right now wilson yeah
0: i'm gonna go with the rest of my crew members this this was a good episode i think i was i started laughing at the very very beginning and uh i found myself laughing throughout and like this <laughs> just crazy Yeah, uh, um you know me i could have dealt with a dozen more murders or so but not bad I knew at it.
2: all <laughs> i was waiting for that shit i was like D- "Is Wilson gonna like this or not Because it's a good episode but there was what two kills yeah.
3: three so the yeah. one was so three three Be- yeah what three mm-hmm. all right yep mm-hmm.
1: but one was so mediocre well yeah that was sad because it was <laughs> mediocre but um yeah so i'm going to continue on the hype train i thought it was a fun episode a great sort of setup episode for the finale a lot of uh, revelations uh, some important deaths minus like the pathetic one and uh for me chanel number five had the line of the night when she said this line towards the end of the episode i was gagging that was a uh a little tease as to what it was it was hilarious i, I loved it it was so funny to me um oh, i yeah. yes i know right we got to go on snapchat right now and no, we're not going to have a whole other snapchat conversation listeners priscilla's going to fall asleep <laughs> um but before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of scream queens here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us
4: follow poppy chula radio on social media we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com/archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? Scream Queens and subscribe. Thanks,
1: announcer. So we start off with the Chanel's working the overnight shift that Nurse Hoffel made them do. And uh, when Chanel Oberlin goes into uh, a room to look at a patient... There's uh this whole like green meanie swamp thing um on the bed. It, it was like I don't know, it was like stuff from the swamp, like plants and I s- I don't know what it was, but it like was a little habitat. hashtag it was- when the Good. weed smokes you. There you go.
3: <laughs> Perfect. It was like a little it was like a little habitat that they made.
1: It was a habitat.
3: I was and- expecting <laughs> a little shop of horrors.
1: Oh, that would have been good. (laughs) But they didn't have the budget for that. And then she screams, she turns around, and then she she finds one of... Sort of like a mannequin that's a Kappa girl with a whole bunch of knives uh, embedded into her. And they're confused, though, because they're like, the green meanie's trying to scare us, but this doesn't follow the green meanie's M.O. Because... This is like a Kappa girl. Why would they be talking about stuff from two years ago? And also, why would the green meanie try to scare us before they attack? Because then our adrenaline would rush and make us run even faster. But anyway, so they figure that they should, uh, instead of stick together, they should uh, split up. And uh at Starbucks, and the last person it, there has to buy the coffees. But the last person there is going to be dead. That was frightful. Not exactly. with Benny Hill.
0: They should and have they Benny Hill again. music playing during that scene. They really should have had the should. Benny Hill music.
1: That would have been hilarious. And so they split up and they start running to the Starbucks. But they each run into a green meanie and so then they run in the opposite direction from where they were and they run into another green meanie and then they run to their third option and they run into another green meanie and they don't really realize that there are multiple green meanies because they keep on like running back to each other and they're like oh my god it's after me it's after me and uh, then we have Chanel number three who's about to get sliced and diced by a green meanie, but then another green meanie stops that green meanie from killing her, and then she does like a little wink and he does like a little nod. And then Chanel runs into a green meanie and she falls to the ground and all this kind of stuff, and then the green meanie, she's like begging for her life, and she's like, I hate this hospital too. Then the green meanie's about to slice and dice, but then. Another green meanie shows up and like basically claims dibs and then Chanel disappears while they're trying to claim dibs and so then the three green meanies appear together the green meanie that wasn't there was Cassidy Cascade the green meanie that initially was going to kill Chanel was Wes and the green meanie that was claiming dibs was Nurse Hoffel and uh, Nurse Hoffel was like you know you're trying to you know Get my revenge, murder, and they start uh, bitching at each other. And they're like, "I told you to stay away from number three, and you know you can't kill the boss." And uh, Hoff was like, "You look like a pickle." And then I liked that scene. <laughs> she, she
0: was like, "She was like, aren't you the guy that came in here like with the intestinal thing?" Like <laughs> she was like,
1: "Yeah."
3: Like, right, she's like, just Aren't just... you hairball? Aren't you hairball? He's like, I am. Hairball. Yeah,
0: like what?
1: Like, yes. Hairball. And yeah. then Hester appears out of nowhere, and she's like, "We need a Green Meanie summit." So let's which talk which about this opening she scene. She
2: was, which proves that she was right, like the entire fucking time. Like at the very beginning, she's like, "The clues are right there in front of you." I can't believe you haven't figured out who the Green Meanie is. She knew. Well, you
3: no, know, she knew, but the thing was, she knew all of them from the jump. Well, no. Actually, she didn't. She knew of Cassidy and that was it. Which, I still don't understand how she knew of Cassidy, because she was like, it's right in front of your face. But you gotta remember, what's his name's ghost? Chad pretty much told us it was Wes, because he was like, you'll never guess who it was.
2: Oh, I completely forgot that Chad was... Chad yeah,
3: he came him. back as a ghost. He was like, you'll never yeah, it guess who Chad. It was. Aww. And that's how I knew that there was different people involved, because I'm like, you'll never guess who it was, but we were all right. Like you, you got you and Pop, Jeff were right in the sense of it was like West. Like I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean that I was, when when you said West or I
0: mean I was seems like years ago. Like West, West is. I was like man. I I did my, I did my twisting my lips up and pointed to him like bullshit. And then I'm like god damn it,
3: it was right. Fuck. That exact. And that's exactly how I felt watching that episode. It's like they are fucking right. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we don't like that we were right either trust trust but let's discuss this opening scene because it was madcap it was insane it was very scream queens
3: it was hilarious because they didn't even notice that Zayday was missing that Zayday shared a room with them that made me fall out of my floor laughing like the number three goes wait we share a room with Zayday yeah
2: Yeah, oh my god
3: (laughs) you guys have been here for a year you don't know who you share a room with
2: Chanel number three knows nothing about life like she doesn't fucking recognize shit oh god but
0: she's I think she did I don't know what it was about her in this episode but she was I don't know almost I don't know, adorable in a way like,
3: yes <laughs> oh,
2: I, I, I think that winky face to the green meanie like yes. <laughs> Wilson he's like oh my god
3: yeah, like, oh, she's nice right she like gave a wink and like gave like a cute smile like I know it's you like, I I know it's you, baby. Thanks for saving my life. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, oh, my God, she's like in love. I'm like, we haven't seen this since her lesbian, Sam. Yeah. But who's crazier, her or Hester? I I think it's honestly number three. I think it's because she's discreet crazy. She's discreet crazy.
1: crazy. Yeah, I think
3: she's on the the, she's
1: crazy on the low.
3: When she's crazy on the low, like I think when you show you're crazy, it's like, oh, all right, I know what to expect. I think that crazy on the low, like I still want to date this like killer type thing, is like, bitch attacked. I mean, I figured the ear muscles were a dead giveaway, but we'll see. Oh, well, she didn't. She wanted to block out the bullshit. And remember that guy tried to eat her ear? Like he had an obsession with her ear. Yeah, but never know, yeah. he could come to the hospital and start coming for her ears again. That's like a crazy person. You never know.
2: God, I'd love to see that. Like, if this show gets renewed, I, I, I want callbacks to that. Like, I, I want to see the bad guy there. I want to see... I don't know, like, is it weird that they keep mentioning Grace in the Insane Asylum? I'm like, if we see her only to have her die on screen, I would totally be okay with that.
3: Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> I kind of feel like <laughs> she could be... I feel like they're setting this up, if it was to go to the third, for Grace to come out of the same asylum and try to get revenge for her mother, her father, and just everybody else involved. For
1: everybody. Yeah. And they, they have been setting up the whole thing of, like, they didn't mention it for a while, but in recent episodes, they keep on mentioning the earmuffs. So I think Priscilla might have something with that. Like, if there is right, like an additional happens. season, like, maybe we might get some more information or flashback, or, or maybe that person might come back, in, in particular right, because Grace, of something that happens in this episode. Like, you know, she's going to get Grace greater attention put on herself. Maybe Grace mm. might team up with Air muff Guy. I mean, oh, there you go. The new colored
3: themed monster.
1: Yes. So there's red... Green, the... Blue baboon. The the blue baboon.
3: (laughs) On Hell's Island. Blood Island. Blood Island. Chased by Grace and Earmuff Guy. Oh, gosh. If
2: we get a summer camp trip to Blood Island... That
1: that would be amazing. The blue lobster. The blue lobster. Yeah, (laughs) like the blue crab. Right? and He uses his little... The blue waffle. I thought
3: that too.
2: Gross.
1: The crab is
3: coming to get me. <laughs> that's a that's a slow, long, painful death.
1: We don't want to do the blue waffle. Let's I know. It. If anybody Google it, or maybe not. Mm, yeah. yeah, Somebody tricked me into googling that once. <laughs> okay, we were about to trick you again, but I guess we can't. So let's let's talk about since we're talking about blue waffles, let's talk about loving the D so we're introduced to scarlet lovin she is daytime's number one rated uh talk show she's like a dr oz but a lady and loving the d means loving the doctor because her last me. name is scarlet not lovin. Get,
3: yeah not to confuse it with loving the dick
1: yeah because uh yes. Chanel, number three
0: makes sure you to
3: make point that
1: out very <laughs> but why don't you just call the, the show loving the doctor Yes.
2: I No, I fucking love it. It's love in the D with Scarlet Lovin' who already sounds like a fucking porn name. Like, Jesus Christ, this is epic.
1: Yeah. Yes. And um, this leads us off into uh, one of the big storylines in the episode. So, remember there was like a... Um, a a journalist from a medical journal that was there and ended up getting killed by the Green Meanie as he was leaving a voicemail, where the man from the voicemail is there, and he's the editor of uh, the magazine and the journal, and uh, he's there to investigate because the voicemail kind of, like, left this whole thing of, like, they're doing all these, uh, um, you know, crazy things here and at uh, the Institute. And so, uh, he's there to, to investigate, basically. And uh, he's there also to check out the unorthodox practices and, and to see exactly what's going on at the Cure Institute. And so... He meets the Chanel's, and he's like, "Well, they're med students, right?" And she's like, "Oh, of course." And he's like, "Well, I need to see their credentials." And uh, Munch is like, "Um, what?" And then he's like, "Yeah, you know, the transcripts, uh, MCAT scores." And they're like, "What's an MCAT?" And and uh, it, I mean, it was it was a funny scene. Um, there was even a moment where um, like he starts like giving his credentials, and uh, Chanel number five was it number five or number three that says something like. You know? Oh, uh, do you have a PhD in bragging? And uh, burn. It was good.
3: Oh, yeah. It was was number three. It was number three. No, it was actually Chanel said it, and Chanel number three was like,
1: "Good burn."
2: Yeah, because they would never. Yeah, it was number. Yeah, it was number three for anything ever. And so
1: uh, basically, he's asking Munch. You know, I I need to see their credentials and all that kind of stuff. And so she's like, well, of course, you know, okay, yeah, you will get everything. You know, they found the test easy and all this kind of stuff. And so as they continue on with their tour of the Institute, she goes back to the Chanel's and basically she's like, you all are going to have to take the MCATs ASAP. To which the Chanel's um, are very not happy. I mean, Chanel number 5 even uh, tosses down her uh, uh, latex glove balloon. <laughs> what I don't know, because they don't know what they're doing. And so, later on, they end up meeting their idol, Dr. Scarlett Lovin. Because uh, Dr. Lovin, of Lovin the D, she heard about the parasitic twin removal. And so, she wants to do a surgery feature a surgery there at the cure institute she wants to do the first ever live on television surgery and she wants dr holt as well as the chanels to perform the surgery it's basically this uh, this man who has a 16 pound tumor on his face and uh She's like, you know, we need, we, we need to make this happen. This would be huge ratings. And, of course, Munch is excited because this brings a whole bunch of positive press to the Institute. And since this man is sort of like looking around uh, and stuff, you know, this would guarantee that the Institute cannot be shut down because it's going to have all this wonderful positive press. Now, the Chanel's do put their foot in their mouth because they confess that they are not uh, doctors nor med students. And so Lovin' is like, you know, we can't do this because of legal measures and all this kind of stuff. These are not medical students, and we could face a lawsuit and all this kind of stuff. And so the Chanel's are like, we will take the MCATs. We will take the MCATs. We will pass. We will take it. We will do good. You know, we love you Lovin' the D, basically. And I love Chanel number no. 5. I was like, where, where can we take it at the DMV? That shit was ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, my God. Yes. So,
1: th- that's what they've decided. And Lovin is like, okay, you know, I will come back and we will do the surgeries once the MCATs. Now, th- there is a, a bit of a situation, though, because... Uh, the other doctor shows, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, The Doctors, they've all learned about Lovins' plans to do this live surgery. And so now they're all trying to schedule live surgery. So they need to do this live surgery, like, tomorrow. And so uh, they've set it up to where there will be a proctor later on that night. And uh, the Chanel's have to take the MCATs that night. dun dun dun. So we see the Chanel's taking the MCATs and they're You know, they're they're taking the test. Nurse Hoffel had given uh, Chanel a tip. You know, all the answers are B. And as they're taking the test, Chanel number 5 is like, they can't all be B. That doesn't make any sense. And so we see them taking the test, and they're all stressing out. It's an eight-hour test. They start at 9 o'clock. They finish at 5 o'clock in the morning. About an hour and a half later, the proctor is done grading the exams, and we find out that the Chanel's have... Passed! Yay!
2: <laughs> they all passed. You you told me,
1: like,
2: you totally like skimmed over the fact that like is like, hey, I'm I'm making this new skincare regimen of like. Oh, because that's a whole oil. that's the whole
1: other storyline that I'm gonna tackle later. Oh,
2: okay. Because I was just kind of yes. like, that's how she that's how she told her that like, oh, it's okay. You just put B and you're and you're gonna pass, and that's like word to the wise, like, people always say that to college students, like, C is always the answer, like, if if, if all else fails, put C, it never fucking works, I don't know where people get this shit from, but, ah, that them taking the test with the little, like, clueless pens, like, you know, the type, the ones that have, like, little fluffy poofs at the end of it, that was fucking hilarious, and their calculators are bedazzled, too.
1: Yeah, because... That's how you do it when you're a Chanel. And so they all scored over 500. And then he goes over the actual scores. Chanel got 519, number 3, 522, and uh, number 5 got a 525, just three points away from a perfect score. And she goes in for a hug, but she never gets it. And so Lovin' is like, okay, ladies, I'll see you in a couple hours. Dr. Holt, it is showtime. And uh, this is when, uh, like, Munch is like, okay, how did y'all do it? Like, come on. And they're like, hey, we took the test. We got scores. She's like, okay, I know. But how? And uh, (laughs) Chanel fills them in. We cheated. She's like, Holt and Cassidy... Cheated for them. Like, they had little, like, earpieces in their ears. And they're, you know, they kept on reading the questions out loud. And then their significant boo would give them the answer. And then Chanel number 5 is shock, in shock and disgusted. She's like, nobody helped me. Like, I got the score by myself. Like, I studied. Like, I passed. And, like, Chanel's like, hey, you know, we all passed. Like, you know, now we all get to be on Love and the D. And she's like, no, 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 no. I passed. Like, I actually passed. And Munch is like, okay. And she's like, I actually passed. Like, I didn't have any help. And, and everyone's like, nobody cares. And so then um, Chanel, as Nurse Hoffel is uh, trying to get away, she's like, you know, thanks for telling us about B. You know, you know better luck next, next time.
4: Oh.
2: My. God.
1: And then Chanel proclaims that she's a genius. Chanel number five.
3: What's I mean,
1: okay. she I mean kind of is. I mean, she is.
3: Has...
2: Oh my God. If you guys I just want to know when she's this exam, be smart like, it's to, so... like
3: leave them,
2: this exam is so fucking hard. And for her to have gotten like close to a perfect score, like she is a genius. She is super smart. I felt That's... so bad for her when she, when nobody gave a shit. Like, see, I didn't God. feel
3: bad for her because of that. My thing was like, I'm like, okay, so you're this fucking smart. When are you gonna smarten up and walk away from these fucking idiots? Like, well, there's that.
2: Return of like the that. kitty hat,
3: though, too. Like, oh, I love the kitty hat. hat. Oh my god, yes, I actually have one.
1: Guys. So- oh, I was about to say someone on this podcast has one, but I wasn't gonna be referring to you. <laughs> I
3: have a kitty hat, guys. It says "Meow." I'm a cat. Duh. Like, there it you might go. have been inspired by Chanel number five. Priscilla actually has one. Well, and she I, had it first. I don't know. If she had it first. I just might have. She might have just openly admitted that she had it first. I don't <laughs> think I was publicly telling the world I had a kitty hat until like maybe season two. I was like, I have to see if they make it to a second season before I start admitting to people that I bit Chanel number five.
1: Well, there you go. And uh, probably the sad thing is that Wilson is not surprised. Not at all. Probably not too at too. all.
2: That, no. that that means was, Dr. Holt is stupider than Cassidy, and Cassidy is stupider than Chanel number five.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I would assume, at this rate, Cassidy might have cheated his way to get in there, too. I don't really think he's that all that bright, his damn self. That's true. Aw, poor Cassidy. I'm like, he did think he was dead because he vomited while he fell asleep.
2: But holy shit, like... This is probably going to be mentioned, like, in another bit, but, like, Chanel Number 5 knew about Marfan Syndrome, and she's like, yeah, I've been here for a month. I picked shit up. Like, she's smart. Yeah, that,
3: that was awesome
1: when she was, like,
3: Oh yeah, it could have been a respiratory t- heart attack. And they were like, "What?" Like,
1: <laughs> how do you know this? Yeah, Dean Munch. Just, yeah, I have I've been here for been months, like, working in a hospital. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think
2: that's <laughs> why. That's why Deep Munch had a fa- had a fainting moment. She's like, "Oh my god, this this bit, this stupid bitch knows shit." Oh my god. Yes. That's the
1: guess. Oh. Oh, oh, that was the gag. Speaking of the gag, let's rewind back and let's go to our green meanie summit. Which is being um, held by Hester with a gavel and all. And she has collected the green meanies, a.k.a. Cassidy Cascade, Nurse Hoffel, and her biological father... Wes Gardner although don't say that out loud cuz it's embarrassing. But um she's got gathered them there and she's like okay, here's what we need to do. Like we need to get everybody on the same page. So the first thing that we need to do is uh, we need to figure out who killed who. Like we need to we need to rewind and let's like start claiming who killed who. And so we learn through this little segment, what is this, a game show? That Cassidy killed who Wolf killed Lady. Who? Yes, Cassidy killed Wolf Lady, Tyler, Randall, the Hamiltons, Chanel number no. 9, Chanel number no. 11, and Chanel Poor Ome. Nurse Hoffel killed the reporter, and she claims to have assisted in the offing of. Chanel's number 9 and that she killed Chanel number 10. And then Wes murdered Orgasm Sheila, Chamberlain, and Chad Radwell. And he also poisoned the Apple Water, which led to the Hamiltons going to the hospital, and he attacked number five, and and he thought that she was dead, but then obviously she didn't, and he's like, and he killed Denise, but then uh, Hester fills him in that, no, Denise is in suspended animation, she is not dead, he's like, what? And so, yeah. So, now we know who killed who. Were there any surprises?
2: And now I can fucking hate Wes forever for being the one that killed Chad Radwell. Oh my
3: god, no. Did you... it was incredible when friggin um, Hester kissed the picture. I love you, Chad, and then gave it to her.
2: <laughs> yeah, Hester she gave it to West. She like kissed. Well, her. he did
1: attack her crack. She's like, I still love you. I still love you, Chad.
3: Kissed it and then gave it to him. I was like, this. That whole scene between West and Hester was just incredible. Like she's like, yep, and that's my dad. <laughs> and he's like, don't Nine. say it that
1: loud. It's embarrassing.
3: <laughs> no, at first he he went like at first he went along with it. He was like yeah, I am. I know it's hard to believe. And then it was like, she was like, yeah, dad, don't call me that. That's embarrassing. And then it was at the end, he was like, but I'm your dad. Let me kill her.
2: <laughs> I fucking love that he, like, he's obsessed with Grace, with his, like, daughter. Oh, but, like, Esther, she's like, oh, she's the reject daughter. I, I I could give less of a shit about her.
0: Yeah, Wes is a real piece of shit. <laughs> well, there you go.
2: <laughs> I'm glad he's gone, motherfucker. But yes. I, I'm surprised that he killed Orgasm Lady. Like, that came out of nowhere. But it explained...
1: Well, if you remember, he also it also explained uh, why the Green Media didn't attack um, Zayday. Because we initially thought that... It was uh, Cassidy because he had mentioned that uh, Zayday scares him. But it turns out it was it was Wes, and because Zayday was Grace's best friend, that's why he couldn't hurt her.
2: Yeah, now Zayday's fucking lucky as hell, like because Cassidy oh. was scared by her, and freaking uh, Wes was was respectful of her, and the other chick just doesn't give a shit about her. The only reason that like. I would say, like, she's unlucky, is that, like, she's still, like, she's caught in a basement, but, like, she still isn't dead, which surprises me, considering, like, she's underneath that kooky lady's bed, like, mm, how how long are you going to stay alive?
1: She's lucky. she does have experiences being kidnapped before, (laughs) so she can handle herself. So let's break down who is left and who claims who to die. So th- there aren't that many um, victims, uh, potential victims, left. And so they decide that, well, what I should say, they, they start sort of like divvying up who is left. And um, we have Cassidy, he claims Chanel number three. And he's like, you know, I've done all these kills. I've killed the most people. I will sit this out, but as long as I get to take care of number three. And then Hoff was like, oh, uh, when you mean take care of, you mean take care of. Like, you don't mean you're going to kill her. You're going to get in love with her. <laughs> yes. And so he's like, you know, there's no reason we have to kill all the Chanel's. But then the Huss was like, you know, this is a murder summit. Like, if you're not going to kill people, you can leave. And she's like, okay, I'm going to murder her. And he And she's like, yes, I will murder her. And then yeah, murder her with kisses and all that kind of stuff, and so, so Wes is like, okay, you know, I haven't had, you know, Hawful, you haven't had the chance to kill as many people, so you know what, I will give you number five and uh, all these other people, and I'm, I will kill Oberlin, and she's like, no, 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 she burned my sister's face off, and he's like, no, but she put my daughter in the insane asylum, and so then like, Hess is like, dad and then he's like don't call me that it's embarrassing and so she's like you know she's got a point you know grace is still alive and mrs dean is dead you know in the most horrible way possible like she has a reason for revenge and so then he's like come on i will give you all these people um i'll even throw in number three because cassidy's not going to do it uh so you get all four chanels for the price of one and he's like She's, she's like, no, and he's like, fine, you know, I'll even throw in Dean Munch, and, you know, I love her. And then, Huffle, then, Kirstie Alley, says, you can go suck a hot fart.
2: I love how they called number five a dirty old cow. I don't give a shit about her.
1: <laughs> Nobody cares about number five Like, they tried
2: killing her, and they're like, did we succeed? No, no, no. no Lovin e-
1: doesn't okay. even like number five. Mm-hmm. They do her pretty dirty. It's
0: it's it's
3: it's, sometimes it's sad, but sometimes, most of the time, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and so it's comical. But I I will say, number five has grown on me. She has become like one of my favorites. Like I would have told you last season, like they could have killed her off, and I would have been content. I think if they killed her off this season, I would have actually really bummed out. Yeah.
2: You said that, and that, that's like the death knell for her, because every time you say that boom, about somebody, boom, you think at nice. You
3: know, I start to warm up to somebody. They just die. I'm not allowed to have nothing nice.
1: I know, right? And so they end up taking a vote, and it's three against one. So uh, Hoffel will kill Chanel. And uh, Wes is not very happy about any of this. Um, especially since they did it in sort of a PTA meeting kind of way, and he's like, "How could you? I am your dad." And so Nurse Hoffel is congratulating. She gets to kill Chanel Oberlin, and uh, and uh, Hester's like, "Okay, come on, you know, you still get to kill, you know, f- three Chanels plus Munch, and uh, Cassidy is going to kill." number three and kind of saying oh i'm gonna kill her so hard and so then the green meanies summit is over i love how nurse Hoffle like puts chanel's picture in between her bosom and then she taunts wes which is amazing because i don't like wes
2: nurse Hoffel
1: is awful in a good I, way
2: She she sticks up to like all, like these people have been killing they obviously killed like a ton of a ton more people than she has they have experience even hester like has experience and she steps up to them like they're nothing like christie is doing the damn thing she she steps up to the plate. i love her
1: she does and so later on number three approaches cassidy and and she's like you know i there's no way you're going to tell me who the other green meanie is and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, you know, basically, she's like, you need to stop killing. You know, I, I want to be with you and, and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, I'll, I'll talk to your mom. And, uh, Cassie's like, oh, I'm scared of her. And she's like, our love will make you brave. You know, we need to talk to her. And he thinks that it's a horrible idea. And, uh, she's like, you know, she's kind of possessive and, uh,. She she's like that that like women aren't going to be into his whole you know raised to be a serial killer type of thing and that's a turn off so we need to uh we 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 need to fix this elsewhere in the hospital we have Holt and uh Chanel and uh, he's helping her study for the MCAT and his hands end up choking her and he blames it on maybe some leftover tissue from the serial killer hand but she runs away in fear and he's left confused and so she runs into a room and that's where nurse Hoffel is and she's filling up a tub with peanut oil and uh, you know she gives her you know a bit of a, a advice because Chanel is ready to quit and to leave and all this kind of stuff but she's like no no you know you you just stay an additional day everything will be fine and uh, she's like uh, Chanel's like what's what's all this peanut oil and uh, Hoff was like oh this is an experimental new treatment it's gonna make your make someone's skin so smooth maybe you should test it out and Chanel's like oh no you know I've had bad experiences with oil in the past Boom! 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 Man,
2: I think this was the most like the draggiest part of the episode, like the part that I just could give less of a shit about, and it's the Chanel number three. Yeah, I
1: don't
2: know. Maybe it's also because I don't care about the mother. Like I always felt like Mm. it was kind of a weaker like.
1: Well, I like that they're making her, like, really unhinged, because, like, she wasn't presented to be that way in the beginning, and, like, with each episode, she's, like, getting crazier and crazier.
2: Maybe. Maybe if I actually saw her do something, like, because...
4: Yeah, I can agree with that. The
2: only thing I've seen her do is, like, give someone bad tea and ask
1: the uncle and, like,
2: her son to do shit for her. Like come on, like, I want to see you kill someone, I want to see you do something, like, don't just act, don't just, like, act unhinged, like, act on being unhinged.
1: Yeah, no, I completely, I I completely agree with you on that. So Holt ends up going to confer with uh, the only killer that he knows, and that's Hester. And she's with the dead body. And he's like, well, why hasn't she been tagged? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I like access to a fresh dead body. And so he's like, well, listen, you know, you've had some issues with killing people in the past. And she's like, oh, one person. You know, I killed one, although I did direct and oversee people killing other people. And so he's like, well, come on. Um, I need to know, you know, I think. I used to thought, think that I wanted to kill Chanel because of my serial killer hand. But I don't have the serial killer hand anymore. I have the hand of a normal person. And I still want to kill her. Like, what is going on? And so she's like, okay. It, it could be like three reasons. Number one, like maybe for some like weird coincidence, the hand of the paras- the parasitic twin whose hand you now have, maybe it was also a serial killer. And all of a sudden, now you have a new serial killer hand. So, he's like, well, that probably isn't the case. And so, she's like, well, the second reason is, you realize that Chanel's a horrible person, and that she needs to die. And he's like, well, you know what, I'm starting to believe that. And he's like, what's option number three, though? And she's like, it was never about the hand that There's a darkness inside of you. The hand was an excuse. And of course, it's lives, but it's also your nature to take lives. And you are a killer and you need someone to be with you that will bring out the darkest parts of you and will uh, allow you to quench your taste for blood and murder i'm just gonna and say so what, that it's, her, yeah. it's it's
2: his nature to take lives but it's her nature to take what chanel has
1: so well that's true and so she's all seductive with him and they end up uh, making out on uh, the hospital bed on top of the dead woman Kinky.
2: Sexy. <laughs>
1: I know that's a whole different kind of a threesome. And so, elsewhere in the hospital, oh, we cool. have. I just got that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. It, elsewhere in the hospital, we have our home girl, Marfan, A.K.A. Chanel Number Seven.
3: I just lost count, just like I'm... Chanel Number Five did. She's like Chanel Number Yes.
1: Whatever her number is. Yes, and she finds snickerdoodles on a plate on the hospital floor. Now, I love me a snickerdoodle. I don't know if I would eat it, that even if it's on a plate on the hospital floor, but she enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden, she has one of those, um, those, like, doggy things, like, that
2: that, that
1: the... The noose? Like, like the, the... the noose, like, that the pound like uses to, like, don't they use that for, on the on stray dogs?
2: Yeah, they use it on rabbit animals to like hold them away like because I've seen them use it in like raccoons and stuff on reality TV,
1: yeah. And so that that noose wraps around her neck, tightens, she gets pulled up, and uh, she's choked to death by a green. Meanie and uh, Chanel number five ends up finding her and uh, her scream leads Munch and the editor to her body and that's when Chanel's like Chanel number whatever is dead and he's like we need to call the police and so she explains the Marfan syndrome and it could be complications from that and uh, that's when Chanel number 5 drops her Marfan knowledge and uh, uh, the dean is like what and she's like yeah I worked for the hospitals for months like come on and pay attention and so he's like but what about the marks on her neck and then Munch Faints and collapses to the ground. And so the editor helps her up, and she's like, Oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And they're like, You don't seem fine. She's like, No, I'm fine. And we should have someone examine you. And so to uh, basically get him out of. Uh, this vicinity, you know, he's like, Okay, come on, you know, show me, let's go, you know, you're you're a good man and she's like, number five, you know, sorry about number seven. You know what to do with her special morgue, and she's like, oh yeah, special air quotes morgue and all that kind of stuff.
3: That was hilarious. She's like, yeah, the special morgue.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then we have Cassidy doing a jaunty little jog And out comes Wes looking a hot fucking mess. And um, while he's looking a mess, basically he's like, you know, funny running into you. And he's like, you've been following me since the hospital. And he's like, well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, Oh, and he also drops the intel that he was the one that killed Marfan because he basically popped her in here or something, you know, trying to pick her up. And so he tries to make a deal with Cassidy he's like you know Hoffel is a lone wolf you know she's she's uh, erratic you know she's not a real uh, green meanie and she'll probably end up pinning it on us and all this kind of stuff she's gonna you know run away scot free and all this kind of stuff but come on you know uh, let's get her before she frames us because you know people are gonna find out about your mom and people are gonna find out this and it's gonna paint a big bullseye on you so he's like what do you want to do what do you want to do and so he wants to form an alliance with him to take down Chanel and to isolate Hoffel. And then they will pin the whole thing on Hoffel and everyone, you know, walks away happy. And so they shake hands and uh, they form a deal. Now, <laughs> Wes looked like he was about to pass out from running. I'm just saying, like, that was really sad.
2: I like that they are they kept up that, that, that shit. Like, they didn't automatically make him, like, ripped. Like, that actor is still, like... You remember last season that he was kind of... little Tubby. dumpy. Yeah, like, and yeah. They, they kept that shit up.
1: I said this last season, and I'll say it again this season. The character of Wes would have been completely different had Joe Manganiello stayed on as Wes.
2: That would have been odd, and I'm so Glad it's not the case because West, like the the actor that plays West, does a really good job at being a creep, at being fucking weird, at obviously being the killer. Obviously, something is wrong with him. Whereas Joe, like, I I love the guy, but like he's 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 a really like he looks like a good guy. <laughs> he looks
1: no, that's cute. what I'm saying. The character would have been completely different. Uh-huh. Like, it would not have been the West that we know.
0: Yeah. Right. Well,
1: yeah. And it it would have made a little bit more sense, no offense to the actor, of, like, why Munch was, like, hot for him. Like, last season in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't
2: they have to do rewrites for it? Like, really, really Yeah,
1: I think they definitely rewrote.
3: I would have to say they would have to have rewrote the part for him. I think
2: the story would have... he had been confirmed, and then like they didn't let him out of a contract or something so he he had to
1: bow out because of magic mike to uh, promotional obligations
2: yeah so they like this was a month before shooting or something like that so they just had to write something up real quick like which just kind of proves like the ryan murphy like in my head how i figure like ryan murphy productions writes shit is like I saw a cloud that looked interesting today. Let's write about that and put that in the episode. Like, I, I figure that that's how the writing goes. That they're just, it's off the cuff. I, I don't see, like, long-term plans in the future for this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe Scream Queens is written that way, but American Horror Story isn't, or, like, the other shows. But this Scream Queens kind of feels like, Everything that we don't dare to do in any of the other like shows that we have, like or shows that we have done, like Nip Tuck, we're gonna do here. We're just gonna throw everything and see how it
0: works. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Kind of get that feeling.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure there was a lot of drama behind his joining and then departure. Cause they they were it was like laid into it when he left, Joe Manganiello like the first no. time around. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could find something on by Googling, but no, I can't. So anyway, anywho, so continuing on, we pick up with Zayday. She's locked, in tied down in that pit with the glowing green swamp orb thing below her the pool of i don't know i guess it's some of that swamp goo and jane opens the um the, the the top of the tunnel and she's like you know my son has said that like no one's even realized that you're gone so if you keep on screaming i'm just going to tell people i have the tv on really loud and I don't know, I guess maybe she's going to tell people she's watching porno, because, uh, you know, like, <laughs> what TV is, like, help, help. Um, What's anyway,
3: the TV nowadays? It's like quantum. Well, games.
1: I guess. Yeah, that is true. It's, they could say that she's got an episode of Criminal Minds on or yeah, something.
3: Yeah, right, like, someone got kidnapped, like, a freaking movie about someone being kidnapped, like, it,
1: it yeah, works in the time of day. Yes, and so while she's tied down there, she she once again reiterates that no one has even realized that you're gone. And so then uh, we hear a voice, Mom, Mom? And then uh, Zayde realizes that Cassidy is the baby in the belly. And so Jane My closes... Nice <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So she closes the, uh, the tunnel, and we realize that the tunnel is right under her bed. Which means she's either a sound sleeper or she's not sleeping in that bed. Because if you're just listening to Zayde scream help, I doubt you're going to be sleeping. And so she realizes though that Cassidy has arrived with number 3 and Jane immediately is like, "Okay, if you're going to try to tell my son and both of us that we should stop with our vendetta against the hospital, then you're wrong and I know all about you. You know, you are part of the the frozen food dynasty. You were in jail. You describe yourself as pansexual, but that's really just bisexual for millennials who want even more attention." and don't even get me started on those earmuffs and she thinks that you know just because she's waxing your knob she can come to my house and tell me exactly how to raise my boy well hell no and so number three is like you know i understand your husband died that sucks and you're trying to close a hospital that's trying to cure people though like isn't that what you wanted them to do in the first place that doesn't make any sense anymore you're mad at the architecture and the geography you aren't mad at what's going on in there it's like you know killing you know people inside of a hilton hotel because you didn't like paris Hilton's song and she's like you don't know what it's like to lose someone you love and then she's like yes and i don't want that to happen again and what happens if he gets caught he's gonna go to jail and she's like nope i'll take the fall and she's like really hot girls and sweet old ladies can do anything they can get away with anything and I should know I've been both and so she's like why don't you ask your son what he wants she's like okay let's do that you know darling like what do you want do you want to betray the memory of your kind wonderful father and break your mother's heart and run off with this earmuff chick or do you want to do the job that you've been trained to do since you were a kid and even though number three is like, you know, I know what it's like, you know, with family, you know, I gave up all the frozen food money and I've never felt better in my life. But Cassidy looks at her, looks at her, his mother, and he's like, uh, I, I can't, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I have to stick with the plan. And so number three leaves. And that's when Jane is like, e- I'm sorry, son, but you do realize you got to kill her. Bum, bum, bum. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't. I don't
3: see it going down. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm we wondering hope.
2: how the fuck Zeta is gonna get out of that, cause you know for damn sure that she's not gonna be the one, like one of the ones that dies in the finale. Oh, you
3: absolutely. So I wonder
2: how. I just how, don't like,
3: understand why you have them under your bed, like kinky. <laughs> like, why do you have a, like a secret dungeon, prison, kidnapping, in, under your with bed with all
1: that bed? glowy goo?
2: Holy wait, right. shit! If if Niecy Nash comes back to say fucking Zayday,
1: <laughs> wow! Well, I, I knew that Zayday Williams was a stone cold home. Mm-hmm. That'd be so shit. that'd be comical. I I would enjoy that. That would be fun. Because that's the only and way so, I think
2: So because Hester doesn't give a shit about her. Chanel number yeah. five, even though we've proven she's smart, like is really dumb when it concerns like other Chanel's and like actually like sticking up for them or something. But wait. No, Chanel number no. five was re- like they were.
1: They yeah, he noticed because
2: for a while.
1: Oh, we're gonna yep. talk about that right now. So Yay. let's get into that. Yay. Um. Okay. So we have Wes. He's in the hospital, and he's stirring up this concoction with cyanide and uh, a whole bunch of drugs, and uh, he puts it in a coffee cup. And he puts a little note on it. It says, like, to Chanel, you know, Hardy hearts, uh, Brock. And uh, delivers it to the nurse's station. And so Chanel arrives. It's the, it's the morning of the, the big major love in the D live surgery event. And uh, Chanel is surprised by the coffee cup. She's uh, about to take a sip. But she's interrupted by number three and she's like where's number five and she's like i don't know she's probably nervous and taking a huge dump somewhere and so then lovin of lovin the d arrives and we learned that lovin is a kappa it's a former kappa girl and uh, Chanel's like oh I've been waiting for this all year and she's like you mean years she's like no like a whole year I've been wanting this a whole year and she's like oh okay she's like, you're gonna be great you're hot you're wonderful you're a kappa you're a natural the camera's gonna love you like I don't know about that number five but you know what I'm saying but the camera's gonna love you we're gonna make daytime TV history we're gonna cut out a 16 pound tumor off some dude's face it's gonna be fantastic she picks up the coffee cup the one that was intended for Chanel she takes out a big gulp and she immediately starts foaming at the mouth. Uh, sh- she starts a seizure and she falls to the ground and Dr. Lovin is dead. Bum bum bum. I know, right? Bum, bum, bum. And whack so rides yes, ever. Uh, oh, see, I thought the Marfan death was whack. No, that was but they anyway. were both kind of whack, but like this was kind
3: of like so simple too like at least marfan like you know he attempted okay well there you go like this one and so let me put some poison in a cup. Yeah,
1: and so Holt arrives, pronounces her dead, and uh, he looks at the coffee cup. He's like, "I didn't give this to you." And so then the producers like, "Um, like we're live in like a moment. Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" And so they start the surgery off with the four of them: Holt and the three Chanel. Chanel number five tries to take over, but then Chanel ends up taking over, and um, you know, she's like. You know, Doctor Lovin is dead, and it would be future. It would be explored in a future episode of Lovin the D, and so we've got a surgery to do. And so they do the surgery with uh, Holt doing all the work and Chanel narrating, and the surgery is is a success. You know, it's like several hours later. Like how they did this, because if this is a nationally syndicated show, it only has an hour to air, and if it's like if this is live. And it was like a multiple hour surgery. I don't know how they did that. Maybe they live streamed the rest of it or something.
3: That's I a good It really
2: is that great. No, I doctor. think they,
3: <laughs> I, um, they, filmed, they filmed the whole thing and then they edited it.
1: Okay, well, there you go. And so we got to see what a 16 pound tumor looked like. And uh, then uh, Chanel closes the show out. But number five did pop in to s- wish everybody a good night. Which was fantastic. And so after the surgery was a success, the producer is like, you all were amazing. And I'm on the phone with the CEO of our parent company, and they loved you. They loved this team. You all are fantastic. And, you know, in the light of Dr. Lovin's untimely passing just a few hours ago, we would like to hire the Chanel's as the permanent replacement on Lovin the D. And Holt's is like, you do realize I'm the one that did the surgery. And he's like, oh, okay, you're, you're nice, but we want... Um, the Chanel's and he's trying to like make sense about it of everything. Like you do realize Dr. Levin was poisoned and you know, we need to call the authorities and you're like talking about the show continuing on, but she like just died and this is when the producer's like, you know, everyone hated her, like anyone could have poisoned her, like she fired people for farting in front of her. Well
2: Well, that sounds like a cappa capa tau
1: I know, right? And so Chanel's like, so you're offering us our own show? And he's like, Yep. And the Chanel's freak out. And Hoffel is observing all of this from nearby. And she's fuming, as she should be.
3: Another win for the Chanel's,
1: per usual. I know, they never mm-hmm. lose. Well, so.
2: apart, like, apart well, from that giant dint of them like losing all of their fortunes and having to like live off of Top Ramen and... Whatever they can lick off the top and the Oh, and, of the, and the fruit
1: pies. <laughs> true, but then two of them end
3: up dating doctors. So, like, in the
1: day, do they really lose? Well, that's true. Yes. Yeah, well, she's number five, but who really cares about her? And so, right. the Green meanies end up having a summit, at least two of them uh, Wes and uh, Cassidy decked up in their green meanie finest and uh wes is like oh you know these chanels like we can never get them uh and then he does this whole analogy like if they fell into the grand canyon they'd land on the moon and Cass uh, is like what and he's like you know they what was the, what was the saying they they, fall they fail upwards upward like yeah they fail yeah. upwards and so uh, he's like what do you want to talk to me about and hoff was like this and she's like come on you know you tried to poison chanel you broke our binding contract from the green meanie summit and chanel was mine and he's like what you know this isn't the united nations like we are not you know doing common stuff together and all this kind of thing and and then he's like oh like i want to kill chanel like i'm really pissed at her about what's happened and so he's like you know what it's, this is getting a little intense too much right now, Wes. That's what Cassidy's like. You know, it's getting hard to kill. Everybody's so on edge. And so then Hoffel's like, you know, that's why we need to let everybody know that the green meanie is dead. To set up a false sense of security so that there's a big orgy of blood and gore at the end. And while all this is going on, uh, Cassidy and are are stepping closer to Wes and Wes is stepping backwards and we see that behind Wes that whole uh, tub of uh, the peanut oil it's fry you know it's frying it's boiling and uh Wes is like Wes what does Wes end up saying like Wes is like Playlist. let's let's no let's let's i vote to frame hester and and they're like your daughter and he's like you know and then he realizes that what's going on he's like well you know what i'm not built to be a killer you know i'm out you know you all can do whatever you want you know as long as the chanels die and it's super painful and it's fine and whatever like i'm good like it's all cool and then he realizes uh oh and he's like okay I-, I see what's going on here you guys are gonna kill me and they laugh, and she's like, any last words? And so he goes up, and he puts, he folds his arm, and he's ready to do a, a back dive into the peanut oil, and he says, playlist. And you would think how close that they were, that him splashing down would not have splashed onto them, but it doesn't, because it's a Scream Queens universe, and we see him fry in the boiling peanut oil. And so cut to Munch, she's with the editor and he's like, you know what, you guys are doing a great job here you know, you're up to par with all the regulations and you know, but there's no thing in the in regulations about a serial killer so hopefully you guys can uh, fix that, but I can't ding you for that so, it's clear that the journalist was having a breakdown before his disappearance, you know I just gotta check this out or the other before I leave, but you are clear to go, and so they head on over to the hypertherapy room and that's when they find a deep fried West Gardener and Munch faints. And so when she comes to, she's surrounded by you and you, and you are there. Everyone's there. The entire team is there, even Hoffel, and we have uh, Munch on a, uh, on, on a hospital bed. Chanel Number no. 5 does this little wave thing, which I thought was really cute. And, uh, they inform her that the, uh, editor is not gonna shut them down, that he has left, that everything is fine. The hospital, the Cure Institute passed with flying colors. And even the green meaning is dead. So everything is calm and wonderful and all this kind of thing. And, um... Now that the Green Meanie's dead, uh, Chanel number no. five is like, uh, oh, Chanel number no. five was like, who knew it was, gonna... it was Grace's sexy dad, and <laughs> which <laughs> I, I think that made everybody throw up a little bit. <laughs> like you fucking move, it. but she like, she always really, used to really say good. that, right? She, huh? I feel like she said that
3: before. I think, well, no, because I think they, there was more people attracted to him back then in that last season. I think just the hype died down.
1: Well, there you go. And so, they start explaining it, like, that he wanted revenge, and they're, like, they're not surprised because he used to, like, stalk them by being in the car outside of the Kappa house, and so they explain it off that, I guess, you know, he returned because he wanted revenge against the Chanel's, and now that he's gone, you know, the whole green meaty thing, you know, it's over, you know, he must have slipped in the tub while getting the tub ready to kill the Chanel's, and he was just trying to get revenge on... The daughter, and so Chanel and I was like, okay, now the green means gone. We can all get back to being med students. And she's like, I'm pretty positive that Zayda's officially missing because her Zap Snapchat has been dark for the past week, and I have I don't even know what the gag has been for the past week. <laughs> that true. was my favorite <laughs> line. That was amazing.
3: Absolutely was. She's like, I have absolutely no clue what
1: the gag is for this past week. <laughs>
3: I was like, yeah, oh. and Munch is like,
1: why am I first? Why am I the first hearing of this? You know, I have to go immediately, and. uh, Holt is like, no, 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 you know, but uh, the editor has said that this isn't the first time that you fainted, so we're going to run some more tests on you, and Munch is like, no, you know, what I have is not going to show up on tests, and my favorite thing is when she's saying this, they, like, cut to all of them, so we're getting reaction shots, and I don't know if any of you noticed, but a nurse Hoffle like, ends up, like, doing, like, this major eye roll type of thing, which was really funny, and Munch is like, <laughs> you know, what I have is incurable. It's terminal, and I'm going to die in a month. And out of all the chanels, number five is the only one that's kind of, like, shocked and worried.
2: And number three could honestly give less of a shit. She just, like, looks to the side, and she's like, hmm, okay.
1: Yeah.
3: She's like, all right, people die all the time around us. Like, okay, move on.
1: So, now I've got to ask all of you, what's the gag? What did you think of Wes's death? And now the, the truth of Munch's... A sickness, illness uh, being put out there to the rest of the group.
3: Um, as for Wes's death, um, it's clearly a tradition that's going to continue. They're going to portray one of their own. And someone's going to get deep fried. And someone's going to get deep fried. So we'll look forward to that for season three. One of the blue crabs is going to kill the other blue crab and then they're going to deep fry it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, wow,
0: you're going to turn him into a chicken tender? Okay. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's what you well, want to actually, do. Like, that's a little. Bit, <laughs> that's a bit dramatic, don't you think? Nobody smelled the hot grease in the whole damn hospital. Oh, and that was what peanut was that oil, cooking? so
1: you know that smelled good, like peanut oil. Right. Man, he took his Everybody own, smelled that. Like a G. Like he was like, I'm not gonna let y'all do this. No, me. but I died I when, when he said nice. playlist, because like, that was such a stupid yeah. season one thing. Ugh, the playlists. Wes was pathetic. Like, I'm so glad that he died.
2: I saw that, and though it was funny, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, and nothing of value was lost today. Because it wasn't. Like, none of the deaths I really, like, was super sad or upset about. I'm like, okay, a Chanel that I have no idea what the number is. She might be a nice girl, but we didn't get to know her very well. Wes, who, for all intents and purposes, just kind of flashed in and flashed out. And missing another Loving
1: death.
2: Loving the D. Loving the D, yeah. Who also, like... I don't know. I was expecting her to act, like, bitchier. Or, like... She She was part of Capacabital. Kappa like, she should be an awful person. Like, so... Eh. Didn't care. Whatever. It was more about story buildup this time than about the deaths. Yeah. So... Wes being gone wasn't, like, nothing. Although, it is death of the week. Because the, re- the other two deaths were, like... Exactly like Prince said. They weren't.
3: They were blah. And I yeah, they were blah. They give like, Brooke Shields like, an epic death. Like, I was hoping they were going to put her on, and they just gave her something whack.
1: Yeah. yeah. Although I still I think Marfan's death was probably more blah for me. I thought it was comical because he was struggling.
3: And the whole snickerdoodles? No, the snickerdoodles that was blah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Who's, like stupid enough to stop fucking I know, dude, right? Who's going to eat enough? them on like, the floor? Like you said, I'm not eating them off of the floor. But it was comical watching him struggle to kill her. Like, I felt like it, if she really wanted to, she could have, like, pointed her toes down towards the ground and really pulled him out of the fucking ceiling and beat his ass.
2: See, this is where I kind of agree with somebody else. We were talking about this. Just, like, when you make a joke and when you set it up so it's, like, really obvious what's going to happen, like, her, she's too tall and he can't choke her. Like, you, you kind of want to see it, like, done. Or if it's not done, like, something completely, like... That you didn't expect. So when it's just, he choked her and succeeded, that's it. Like, it it missed a big punchline yeah, that could have happened. Yeah, exactly.
3: Absolutely. Like, it should have been more of a struggle. It should have been more of a fight. It would have been funnier that way.
1: Yeah, I can like, agree with that.
3: If she, Like, if she kind of pulls him out from the ceiling, he kind of hits the ground, and she kind of makes a run for it, and then he stabs her. That would have been more epic. I would have enjoyed that. Or,
2: or she chokes on a snickerdoodle. Like, she or, eats it, and she's like... Oh.
3: Right, like she chokes before he can even get her.
1: Or if, like, she tries to, like what Prince was saying, like, to pull him down, and then, like, he ends up falling on top of her, and, like, that's what ends up killing her.
3: It gives her the heart attack that freaking
1: number five... Or ends up breaking her neck or something like that, you know, by him falling on top of her head or something. All
2: of these sound like better ideas than
1: he has. A little
2: difficulty choking her, and it's done really, like, far away from the screen, so you don't even get to, like, see,
1: like...
3: Stay right, Murphy. You do a lot of horror shows. If you need some ideas, I'm up
1: for some coins. Well, there is the casting Shameless couch
3: plug. ready for you, Prince. Shameless plug. You know, if he wants to hire me to kill people in American Horror Story and Scream Queens, let me know. I got this. I love killing people. I kill them in my head all the time. TMI.
1: <laughs> Wilson, I'm huh?
0: just curious. When, when did they decide they were going to uh team up against West like did they like have a, a meeting when they were getting the grease ready or I think so
3: that must have, yeah it must have been a secret meeting like right after like the whole his mom and Chanel number three
1: well I mean they already kind of had a bond in a sense like they had a deal already from out the gate True. so like I that, I could that's... see him like going to her and saying like hey listen like this is what this dude is trying to do and like You need to basically watch your back, you know, because I got respect for you and blah, blah, blah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into our MVP for the episode, the character that impressed you the most and why. Who is your MVP? And the same rule applies. If someone mentions a character, you must pick a different one. We will start off with Wilson, your MVP and why. Ha ha. Chanel
0: number three. Ooh, yeah. You bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> well, yeah, she was just on it, like all, all her little quips, all her little. Every time she got a little time, the screen time, she was on it, like, yeah, like, yeah, she, 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 she rocked this episode. She was the little. I think she was the funniest part, like everything, a little facial movement. Like, what's wrong with you this episode? And it all started with the eyebrow to the green mani. So I'm gonna have to go with now for number
1: three. Oh, right now. I'm going to go next, and I pick... Sorry, everybody. Chanel number five. No, you're
3: Secondary bitch. Yes.
1: She was just so good this episode. Like, I have to give her propage. Like, and that line at the end about the gag was amazing. She's a genius. She's the only one that's noticed that Zayda isn't there. She might solve everything this time around. Who knows? But I... Loved Chanel number five this episode. I love that everybody hates her. I love that Love and the D was even talking shit about her and she doesn't really even know her. Like, everybody was hazing on Chanel number five this episode and, you know, even awful during the Green Meanie Summit. I mean, it was fantastic. So, I have to give it to our girl. I don't know if any of us would ever be re- really, like, friends with her, but it's nice to know that she's there, Chanel number five. So Priscilla, who's your MVP? Y por qué?
2: I'm gonna give that to Hester. Oh my god, like mm. the balls it takes on somebody to just kinda like step up to three killers with like machetes in front of you and not like not blink not even once to freaking have like that green meanie summit and somehow like do that that little kiss she gave to Chad's picture. Not to mention like her seduced her whole, like, it was all so, like, well calculated and thought out. I'm curious to know, like, what happens with her next? Like, how do you deal with somebody who might, like, know all the murderers but hasn't, like, told you?
1: Okay. I like it.
3: And Prince. Uh, I'm going to go with Cassie's mom because she has a dungeon under her bed.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Jane.
3: Get it. You little kinky bitch, you. So yeah, that's the only reason why this. You guys pretty much took everybody else. So
1: Nurse Hoffle.
3: Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I'm gonna go. With oh
1: Jean- gosh. Jean- Well, I'll give a shout out to Nurse Huffle because they brought back the screeching noise when um, Chanel entered the hydrotherapy room where she was loading up the tub with peanut oil and she goes, Hello, Chanel. They did that noise, which I love. I just... Every time it does it, it makes me laugh. It's fantastic. So, uh, this is our penultimate episode. The next episode is the season finale. Some of us are worried that it's the series finale. But uh, since the next episode is the final episode of season two, do we want to shout out any guesses as to who's going to die? Do we think anyone, I mean, obviously not counting any guest cast that it might have, because, you know, if it's a guest, they're probably going to die. But uh, who do you think will die in the season finale? Who do you think will survive? Uh, and, And that kind of thing.
3: I think Cassidy Cascade's going to die.
0: Well, I was that was the like the green meanies were going to die, yeah. All of them? Yeah. I was oh, thinking okay. that, yeah, too. I, I was like... I, could, I think yeah, in a twist of fate, all, all the into.
3: green meanies are going to die somehow. Hester's going to get blamed for it all.
2: Does Dr. Holt survive, though? What do you guys think?
3: No, nah. I could care less. I, was like, I oh. think he could
2: be, like, one of the camp counselor, like, heads and stuff like that. Like, so... I don't know. I, I think he could survive. Like, it. it he I don't could, only...
3: but like, it doesn't matter either way to me. I guess like, I could. No. I could do without him, or but if he does survive, it's cool. Okay. I, I, I
2: was hoping someone from the main cast would like die, and someone from like the old cast would come back. Like, oh my god, you figured out that Chamberlain came back from from the swamp. That's like bringing back people because it's like radioactive somehow, or like. That Nisi, I guess that's going to be reserved for Nisi Nash's character for Denise Hemphill. Like she's gonna,
1: like, Denise Hemphill yeah, she's gonna is one hundred percent coming back.
2: So, I get like we're going to have somebody come back and we're going to have somebody die.
1: Well, they still got to kill Chanel Number Eight, so she's a hundred percent going to die. Yeah, I feel. I feel that too. And uh, do we think all three Chanels will make it out alive?
3: Yeah, I would hope so. Zayday, yeah. I would hope so.
2: I hope... Will
1: Dean Munch get I cured? three
2: dies, and Zaydeh, like survives, or Zayday dies, and three survives. Like, one of those two has to die for me.
1: Whoa, whoa. Oh, wow. That. She's turning it to you, Prince. Maybe because, kill-
2: like...
3: No, she's just killing off my favorites. If that's the case, number five can die, too.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Ooh. No, no, no. This is why. Like, it's, it, it, it tears it. Prince likes, has his favorites, and they die. Like, as soon as he starts liking them, they die. So...
3: Yes, but my actual favorites, like Zayday and number three, have never died. And those have been my favorite favorites. So maybe my favorite favorites never die. I think they're trying to kill one of my people because Chad died. So don't be trying to kill off my favorites because one of your favorites died.
1: Well, Dean Munch, does she get cured? Does Uh, she survive? I actually think this season is going to be
3: Jamie Lee Curtis' exit out. I think she might die.
2: I think if she dies, she could die in a blaze of glory, like taking out like the other two green meanies or like. I I, I feel like it's going to be something epic.
3: Like, I feel like she, this was like her way out and for like somebody new to come in for like some three.
1: Okay. Either that or the season
0: is, they don't, they don't, there's no resolution to that. They're just like, is she okay? Like, and then that's kind of like, like you motherfucker.
1: Yeah. So we all feel that Cassidy is 100% either either dead or in jail or 100% dead? He's dead. Okay. Priscilla, you agree?
2: Cassidy being 100% dead? Yeah. Oh, God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. What about Hoffel? Dead, in jail, or she gets away scot-free? In jail.
2: In jail. She's not going to get away scot-free, but she's, she's too good to die. Dead.
1: Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Kill them all is what we'll says. Hester, Hester, dead, alive, and scot free, or back in the mental institution.
0: She's gonna get blamed for it all. Yup.
4: Oh,
2: damn! Wouldn't it be a twist if last year she got away with it, scot free, and like nobody put the blame on it, and now everyone puts the blame on her? But she had nothing to do with it. Why would
1: Hoffle be in jail? That's gonna, no, I, I, I
2: was. I was edging on, like, my comment and just thinking, like, if Hester gets blamed for everything, maybe, like, Hoffel goes on the run.
1: Mm -hmm. To Blood Island.
2: Mm -hmm. To possibly be the killer, like, next time. Or maybe she dies in peanut oil. Like, but I I could, I think there's a stronger, like, tie-in to having Hester take the fall for everything.
1: Okay. And we all feel like Zayde will be saved by Denise Hemphill. Uh, special Agent. But
2: I I know it's it's going to happen, but god damn it. Like she she took the grace position this time and again, it's the whole when you play the straight man role, like it's it's really hard to make it funny to work off of everyone else being crazy, but she just kind of felt like a stupid Nancy Drew, like ineffective at anything that she's done like the the thing that impressed me the most probably was when she figured out that that the dean had kuru but like other than that i don't know like there was there wasn't any zhuzh any anything interesting for me and last episode's like snapchat thing oh god i got shot up it bored me so like if she dies yay she probably won't though
1: Prince, the gag is Priscilla didn't like the gag. The ga- Priscilla wants her dead, but the gag is she's going to survive.
2: <laughs> I like it. That's true.
1: There is one character that we haven't discussed, and that's because she's kind of been like a secondary character that they've been featuring a lot in these past couple of episodes. But Jane, Cassidy's mother, does she make it out alive? Does she die? Does she go to jail? Please no, die. Oh, no.
3: She's going go to I- I like she's gonna go to jail. But I feel like she's going to go to jail. But I feel like Maybe, maybe, three's just going to kill her. Oh. Yeah. I could some that would be interesting. On some low key shit, like, and blame it on a green Mimi. If I can't have him, nobody can. It, like, she's going to miss out on love twice?
1: Nah, not my bitch.
3: Hmm.
1: Possibly. Okay. A lot of bold predictions. Are we going to end the season with a cliffhanger? What do you think? Possibly. Possibly. I if, think if, definitely if, if,
2: so. Like, I
1: think I,
3: if he gets a confirm, I think if Ryan Murphy secretly knew that he got a confirmation for a third season, he's gonna leave with a cliffhanger. If not, I think he had an alternative ending.
2: I think Ryan is the type of person that like leaves with a cliffhanger because like, well, when we expected the show to end, like we were gonna have this as the as the ending, like oh, he would okay, have like, yeah. exit okay, interview yeah. with, with something like that. So I I, it's definitely gonna end in a cliffhanger.
1: Okay. Do you think the ending will at all set up what could potentially be a third season?
2: Uh I think it'll set it up the way season 1 set things up where like it leaves things open-ended but it won't tell you next season we're going to summer camp. Next season we're going to like at, at a, to a haunt house like th- th- it's not going to give you a lead in that way to make it easier for like the writers to come up with shit later on or to like
3: surprise you yeah because i'm like I'm, I'm a little confused on how they would do a cliffhanger because we kind of attacked they did someone dressed up in the green media outfit again unless somebody survives mm-hmm. and then, like even last season i'm like you find out that it was like chad so like it wasn't even a real red devil it was just chad being
1: corny okay and um i know that we kind of gave but i don't feel like i got it from everybody so i'm, I'm gonna repeat dr holt dead or alive at the end of the um, season
3: but okay if he's alive, but hopefully. And uh, Join the dark side, Wilson. I
0: I'd like if he died, but I think he's going to live.
2: Yeah. I...
3: Just kill Wilson's him. Okay.
2: all about killing. though, like so. If just people
0: die, he's gonna like, Just, just check, it off.
1: Okay. <laughs> just check
0: okay. it off.
1: He's, he's gonna be okay. on Fuller House. He'll be, okay. He'll, be okay. He'll, be okay. He'll be okay. He'll still have a job. Wait, just kill him. It'll always be Uncle Jesse. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, on that note, we'll find out next week. So join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us.
4: Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments? Or concerns? Email us via contact at radio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite poppychula radio programs by visiting poppychoularadio.com/slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? Screen Queens. And subscribe.
1: Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Y'all
3: good night, take people. it easy, man. Deuces. Don't die.
2: Bye, whores.
1: Watch out for the snickerdoodles. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens every Thursday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. New episodes stream via poppychularadio.com every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Good night, everyone. All right, people. So next week is the fake 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 people. So next week is. is